This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. This weekend is anything but the norm. Tonight, the trucks are slinging dirt at Eldora. And this weekend, the Cup and Xfinity Series hit the road course, both at Watkins Glen. Today, Parker and AJ preview both tracks in the simulator, and we will share our list of the Glen's top five wildest moments. And there have been plenty of them. Welcome to the Motorsports Hour. Yep, IMSA racing this weekend as well. Parker Kligerman and AJ Allmendinger will both be behind the wheel, not just in the sim. You guys are both heading to the Glen right after the show for your other job. So you're going to be racing Sunday and yep. you're racing Saturday. I'm going to take the lead here because you'll probably beat me on track <laughs> sort of situation. But yes, I'm going racing again in the 96 for Gaunt Brothers Racing. We have a TRD 40th anniversary scheme again. So super excited about that. So that throwback scheme we've been using this year and uh, hoping for a better run in Sonoma. We had a great run there last year and I just love this event. The crowd is always amazing. It is, yeah. It's a picturesque event. It's one of the most beautiful racetracks in the country. I love going to walk. He took Club. all your time. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just. Pulling, I stole it. I'm pulling double duty this weekend, racing on Saturday for for colleague in the ten car again, and then working Sunday, Road America, IMSA. So I'm pulling double duty. Notice how driving yeah. wasn't considered working. No, triple duty, because you're here on the show true. on yeah. Thursday in the yeah. Motorsports Hour. We're going to get to that IMSA race in just a bit, but it is the first day of August. That means back to school Ooh. and back to the road courses for NASCAR. Watkins Glen, always a sight for car and people watching, like you mentioned. But it's not the only track with a show this weekend. Who's going to win it? The Dirt Derby! I don't think one fan has left their seat here at Eldora. All of them on their feet, cheering. Briscoe nudging ahead! And they're on the throttle. We're racing at Road America. Off course the 52. One of the most challenging racetracks on the circuit. The first victory for Wright Motorsports. They win at Road America. There's so much fun, so many things to see, and even some wild fans. How wild, you ask yourself? Wild enough to get a tattoo of the Glen? Yeah. They're going to see for the first time Chase Elliott win in the Monster Energy Cup Series. I can't even say this, but the sunburn is less permanent than oh. you hope than the tattoo. So I don't know. You got to be com committed in more ways. Yeah. Ow. The tracks are the stars this weekend, so it's only fitting there are nominees for our Motorsports Star of the Week. Kind of doing a little twist here. Which track are you looking forward to watching the most this weekend? Is it Eldora, Road America, or Watkins Glen? Go to NBCSports.com slash NASCAR vote and make your choice. We'll have final results later on. Do you guys have a favorite? That's Road tough. America, the early lead there by a large wow. margin. That's surprising. I don't think that will last through the it's show. The cheese curds. That's what cheese it is. Cheese curds. Must be yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Do you have a pick? I can't pick a favorite. I mean, it, it's all three in their own right are great racetracks and fun to be on and be at. So 
Yeah. I, heck, go to all of them. Yeah, I don't know. Can you vote? Is it like a fourth option, all of the above? Yeah, I'd, I'd go with should, D. You probably should have that. Yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead and get your vote in. We'll give you the results later in the show. Of course, the Xfinity Series has nearly a month of road courses, but for Sunday's race, is a surprise winner lurking. And it seems so on paper, AJ, because nine different winners in the last ten races at Watkins Glen. Yeah, it's just a racetrack that it's fun to be on, but the way the strategy plays out is kind of crazy. You know, with stage racing now, maybe not as much strategy that plays out in it, but uh, we see there Marcus Ambrose, the only two-time winner. In both of those races, he really was a last lap or with really three to go the first year passing Kyle Busch on a restart. And then the last in 2012, they had that epic finish where Brad and him came to the checkered after Kyle was leading. Bobby Labonte had dumped oil all the way around the racetrack on the last lap. So we see there, for whatever reason, it plays out to have multiple winners and, and chances for maybe somebody to go out there and steal a first we like win. We like seeing your name Ooh, on yeah. that list. Yeah. Yes. Funny enough, 2014, huh? <laughs> Good reminder, guys. He won there. Uh, I agree with that. And I think, you know, some of the reasons we see, you know, the spread out different winners is that it's really hard to kind of control road course because there's so many variables. You have fuel mileage that sometimes comes into play. Late race restarts can get crazy. You get knocked off. You're not going to fight back to the field. Um, I think you have, you know, certain drivers who on those weekend sometimes just hit it right and they find a groove on the road course being that we go to so few of them in the cup series so um i think it's just one of those things where there's that there's so many variables it allows those different winners and i think there's a possibility this weekend we could see someone new at the front there's drivers that have been fast like eric jones comes to mind william byron was good at sonoma so there's definitely a possibility and that's definitely one of the things to watch at a road course like this of saying Who's that car that we're not paying attention to that could win this race? We're going to get into drivers specifically a little yep. bit later when we go over to the touchscreen. But in terms of big picture themes, it's just different for everyone involved. I mean, even the pit crews, you know, the way they pit the cars are different. Yep. NASCAR's come out with some new sort of pit road rules. We might see that play a factor uh, in this weekend's race. Yeah, especially for the pit crews because you talk about it because it's really the only racetrack that they go to that they have to do kind of reverse role. And we, we've seen how they – what different pit crews think is right. Do you pit the right side first? Go over the left side. Uh, it lends itself for mistakes. The pit road is downhill. So for a driver sometimes, and I fought it in the Xfinity race last year, you go on a pit stall that's downhill and you hit the brakes and you kind of just sit in there. If the car creeps forward and you're right on the line, that can be a penalty. So uh, for so many different reasons, Watkins Glen is a racetrack that plays out kind of crazier than, than most that we see. So uh, it's going to be a packed house that's been sold out the last couple of years. I think it's sold out again or close to it. So uh, a lot of crazy fans going on. It's just a it's a fun racetrack to be at. And you raced in the rain last year. I okay. did race in the rain. That was yeah. cool. I wish it would rain. I want to race in the rain. I want to see a cup race in the rain. I was hoping for that. It's not. I don't think it's going to happen. I was praying for rain last year as well. The forecast <laughs> looks really good for this yeah. weekend. It so does. If you're coming it looks out, great. Yeah. Uh, you're in for a really great forecast, we but to, we're not going to get rain. We hope to bring you some pretty pictures from Watkins Glen because yes. the storylines are going to be great with, like you said, the fans, all the action on the track. Something else we're going to be watching. Of course, you guys talk about that first-time winner, uh, Chase, winning last year for the first time the crowd went crazy um his Hendrick Motorsports has been in the news because you mentioned William Byron sort of been on an upswing Jimmy Johnson this weekend is going to be interesting because he has that the new crew chief and that crew chief Cliff Daniels is on baby watch his wife is due for with her first (laughs) child so in the in the next few days might come to fruition that he's not even there on his first official weekend yeah it I was a little bit shocked by this, Parker. I'm not yeah. really sure about. I just I was knowing that the where they were, they won a stage at Pocono, and and the way it played out, yeah, they got kind of back in traffic late in the race, so they didn't didn't have a great finish. But to make this change, it just shows 
where they think that 48 team is at, and it needs some help to make the playoffs. I mean, they're outside the cutoff line, so uh, a, a late change, I felt like, but you know, something they feel like it's real necessary to try to move that team forward. And I find this a fascinating move because I don't think we in this sport really, you know, sort of think about last-ditch efforts like this. We don't think about personnel change. We've seen it maybe on the pit crew side. We've even seen Hendrick Motorsports change mid-race. But this is a very innovative move to say, okay, we're starting to see the demarcation line for making the playoffs, right? We're a couple races out. This team now looks at their situation and says, we have to make a change. And that's how they're going to go about it. And this is sort of their last-ditch effort to say, okay, we need this 48 car in the playoffs. What can we do? We're not going to change Jimmy Johnson out, right? We're not going to suddenly find uh, new special parts to make this car faster. We've got to change some sort of dynamic on this race team. So it's a fascinating move. I think a lot of race teams within the sport are going to watch this move closely because if it pays off, get used to this in the future because this could be something that sort of happens more often. And uh, I don't think it's a great thing for crew chiefs because the pressure now ramps up to not a whole season, but just, you know, a partial part of the regular season. But it's something that race teams are going to have to look at because this is, uh, if this works, it's a very innovative move. And, it, and it, if you're looking at it in football terms, it's like bringing in your backup quarterback because you're not, you're not going to change the driver out, especially if it's a seven-time champion. Mm-hmm. But you just need a spark. Whether it's new ideas, whatever it is, that team just kind of has been stagnant and they need a spark, maybe this is it. Well, I know it's something we're going to be discussing on NASCAR America and Countdown to Green because on our conference call this week, uh, DJ and and KP both had some strong feelings and some uh, opinions on that. So make sure you tune in on Sunday for that. But let's go to IMSA, Road America, another great track, uh, fans outstanding. There is a storyline. Can you kind of reset? Because I was with you guys at Rolex, Long Beach, the start of the year, and the big story was Ken Mazda win. They have flipped the script. Yeah, and this will be, as you said, a reset because – for the first time in over a month, all the classes are running back together. Parker, you were at Lime Rock, where it was just a GT-only field. So Mazda, for it seems like eternity, has really been trying to win a race. And all of a sudden, now they have two in a row, going for three in a row at Road America. Now, the dreaded BOP, which is trying to add some weight to some cars, add some, some boost to other cars. Uh, that's in play now at Road America. Mazda's been kind of taken back a little bit, added some weight. Took away some boost, so we'll see how that plays out, especially at a racetrack like Road America where it's all down to horsepower. But, yeah, they were looking just for something and now have two wins in a row. And, and looking at the championship battle, it, points were kind of not even relevant. Thought, all right, they're out of the championship. They just want to win races. Well, they're only 19 back. Ollie Jarvis and Tristan Nunez are only 19 points back. We see here Dane Cameron, JP1, Pablo Montoya, they took over the points lead after the last race. Felipe Nazar and Pippo Durrani and then their teammates, Dane Cameron and JPM's teammates, Elio Castroneves and Ricky Taylor, only nine back. So it's been uh, been great in the GTLM class. Finally, somebody beat Porsche. Yep. We had four GT, the, the Chip Ganassi racing team. And GTD, there's been four winners in the last five races. So Road America, always a fun racetrack to go to for, for these teams and drivers. It's going to be a fascinating race. There's some news in IndyCar going on, There too. is. They've announced for 2022 that they're going to go to hybrid engines. And the coolest part about this is that number right down there to produce 900-plus horsepower. I think this is an awesome move in an era where a lot of series are trying to 
understand how they can add electrification to the series. I think this is one of the few that I've seen use it in the right direction, which is the idea of let's go faster. Let's use it for performance reasons. That's what IndyCar is doing. And here you have Joseph <laughs> Newgarden saying 900 horsepower. Uh-huh. You got James Hinchcliffe saying the same thing. Obviously, the drivers want this. And AJ, this kind of harkens back to the sort of IndyCars you yeah. and I fell in love with. Insane horsepower, insane speeds. Yeah, Gilda Farron's close course record lap at 241.4 at Fontana was where I was falling in love with kart and champ car racing. And, you know, when I watched it, and Parker, you were talking about it, the Zanardi, Montoya days, the Allenser Jr. days, those, they had over 900 horsepower, probably well over 1,000 at yeah. that point. Yeah. And then they slowly started declining to where when I was in Champ Car, it was at 750. And then even when I went back to IndyCar in 2013, did some of those races, it was nobody really said anything, but it probably was closer to 650. So now we're starting to see it ramp up. They added boost this year at Indy in qualifying. We saw big speeds at Iowa. They added boost on the road courses. They've added boost. So they're going to do a little bit of that next year. And then obviously that's leading into 2022 where it's just going to be mega speed. Do we go to Indy yes, I'm wondering. and break the record, which I think is like, what, 236 Somewhere right around there? there. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's possible. And as we saw, the driver's all about more speed. It's been discussed. Oh, so yeah. we'll see if we get some record-breaking speeds come 2022. That'd Everything cool. old is new again. Yes. Huh? Kind of coming back. It's kind of Bring it back. It's like 90210 coming. Never mind. That's oh, a whole, really? You guys are too young. Never mind. Oh. It's a Thursday night special in the NASCAR Truck Series. Tonight is one of their biggest races of the year. And up next, Parker will be in the sim to show us what drivers will face in the Eldora Dirt Derby. Oh, we love this race. Stay tuned. This weekend's Mecham Auctions coverage is taking on a familiar shade of petty blue. Two of the King's most iconic race cars are going on the block in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Live coverage continues tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on NBCSN. And joining us now from Harrisburg are two of the hosts of Mecham Auctions on NBCSN, Scott Hoke and John Craman. Guys, I looked through some of the collections. Can you tell us about some of your favorites that have sold so far today? Oh, my goodness, Krista, it has been a, a phenomenal day once again here today in our second day of coverage from Mecham Harrisburg. Six years now that we've been coming to this venue, and it continues to get better and better, doesn't it, John? Well, it does, Scott, and what's happened is, is it has come to the point where this auction now is a national-level event. It is firmly established as one of the top Mecham auctions of the entire year. Well, you asked us what some of our favorite cars were that have sold today. How about we give you a little look at our top sellers from our telecast earlier today on NBCSN. How about a 1957 Bel Air? Who doesn't love these? 57500 bucks. Little 283 Power Glide, but it's that color combination and quality restoration. Put it in our top seller, Scott. You guys are going to love this. Modern Muscle, a 2013 GT500 Super Snake. Gabbled for $58,000. But the best thing about this car was the reaction from the couple that bought it. How about that? Yeah, wait their reaction when they stand on the throttle and excite 850 horsepower. Oh, yes, indeed. Our top seller, 
maybe a bit of a surprise. A 1969 F-250 Ranger with a mildly upgraded 390 engine, it brought $70,000. Well, we know that trucks and four-wheel drives and SUVs have been white hot on the collector vehicle market. That's a great example. Talked about quality earlier. Reconfirm it there. That may be the best on the planet. Oh, my goodness. It is phenomenal. And that is leading the way. So far here in Harrisburg, you see the Ranger and the Super uh, Super Snake and the Ford. That uh, Cyclone brought 50 grand and a 1958 Corvette in there, rounding out the top five guys. Well, I know a lot of people are going to be tuning in and in attendance for some special cars from the Todd Werner collection. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're looking at and what we're going to see this weekend? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Todd Warner has brought 40 or so cars that are completely off the chart. And one of the headliners is no doubt this 1970s Superbird that basically lured Richard Petty back to the Mopar camp. Yeah, Richard Petty, such a, back in this time period, such a Mopar stalwart, but unfortunately he went to Ford in 1969 because they wouldn't accommodate him with an aero-friendly car, but that all changed in 1970. This is the exact car that brought him back into the Plymouth mix. It was more than competitive. If it wasn't for a mid-season stumble yeah. uh, in an accident, he would have actually got the track championship, or the NASCAR championship and this car has been restored and approved by Richard Petty himself back to as new condition. One of the cool things about that car in my opinion is the fact that it is so well known among our generation of race fans but also the little kids know it thanks to the movie cars it, it's such an icon in many different levels and this 1971 roadrunner also driven by richard petty to a championship well in the next season richard had better luck and actually won the nascar championship in this exact car once again restored back to as new condition it is absolutely perfect race spec 426 hemi that legendary engine under the hood and a, a couple of the best, most significant, best-known NASCAR racers in history. Yeah, we have those two cars plus a bunch of drag racing cars. We have the very first 1967 L88 Corvette that's coming up on Saturday. We have coverage, by the way, guys, that returns to NBCSN tomorrow at noon Eastern, and we hope you guys can join us then. It is going to be a blast. We are having a great time here in Harrisburg, guys. Yeah, we can tell. Enjoy the Pennsylvania Farm Show Complex. Looks a, a little bit different than when I was there in March for an indoor tractor pull. Mecham Auctions travels to Monterey, Dallas, Louisville, and Vegas in the coming weeks. And we can't wait to see, I don't know, maybe six or seven. We're up to seven digits maybe uh, on those Richard Petty cars. We'll have to see tomorrow. Well, from pristine vintage stock cars to mud-covered pickups, the trucks are in action tonight at the Dirt on the dirt at Eldora Speedway. Hard to believe it was six years ago that this race debuted. Parker is in the sim. Parker, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you remember who got to shovel that first scoop of dirt after uh, winning in 2013? I didn't, I didn't even warn you I was going to throw this at you. You? No. Austin Dillon. Ah, oh, there it is. Austin Dillon. Well, I'm going, I'm sorry, I was a little distracted. I'm going green here. And, uh, oh, wow, this is, this is hard, AJ. This, this track is slicked out, which it does, and it does it in real life, and you'll see everyone gravitate towards the top. It's kind of what we've done here. And the reason it gets slick is that the dirt kind of just sort of compacts, the rubber lays on it, and it becomes very, very slick. And then you start searching for what they call the cushion, which I'm doing right here. I'm doing pretty well, I actually. Parker, you're better than in the sprint car around I, this place. You got the cushion working. 
Talk about pristine. These will not look pristine after no, we're done here. Not legal. But Parker, man. Kyle Larson showed you can go up there and you can bounce this thing off the wall. Don't be afraid, man. Get up I in there. Well, I'm having trouble seeing right now this uh, dirt that's going fine up in my face. That's one thing uh, iRacing does well is they, they simulate all that, so it's very tough to see. Oh, I touched the wall there. And part of the reason, and part of the reason talking about the, the dirt getting compact down and really have to kind of dry this racetrack out. Tony Stewart does such a great job and, and everybody there at Eldora, but if it gets too wet, we see it always in, in heat races and, and in hot laps, is all that mud packs on the grill. And once it gets stuck oh, yeah. on there, it can't come off and the trucks overheat. So to a certain degree, they have to keep the track just a little bit dry so you don't get mud packing down on the race or on the on the trucks where the drivers can't see and especially the trucks start to overheat. So Parker's doing a good job. You made a pass. Yeah, I, I just forward. made a pass. I there made a go. pass. Oh, slide jaw. He's coming back. No, oh. not happening. Sorry, not happening. I think I found my calling. I should have been. I should have been at this race. You are think, pretty good here. You, you do say that you are two for two on dirt. I am. Yes, in the Arca series, I've I've done two dirt races in my life. Won them both. So, you know, I've got perfect record. I, I, I'd be putting that at jeopardy by, by doing way, this. By the way, Krista, that was the first thing he told me when he sat down in the sim. By the way, I'm two for two on dirt, two just times so dirt you know. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't forget it. So I think this race will be awesome. Uh, if this is any indication, it's, it's so much fun, and I think it's why the drivers like it, is that, as you put, hear my voice put a, raise. Put a big move here. I'm trying. Give me a big move to All the right, bottom. Going to the bottom right here. Go down Make in there, get job. some. Oh, oh. Didn't, didn't clear. Oh, oh use him up. Use him up. Oh, no. Oh. And he ran out of town. That's, off of two. That's, yeah. That's that's what happens when you get overzealous, Krista. <laughs> hey, it was a big move. I don't know if we can get you a flight to, to Rossburg, Ohio, here this evening. No. Make it's it in time. Not, not, probably not, not happening. All right. No. We'll stick with the simulator. We're going to have another simulator run later on with Watkins Glen, which is where the Cup and Xfinity Series are this weekend. But up next, we will count down the Glen's wildest moments and look at some playoff hopefuls who need a big result. I'll set for big on Sunday. I've left these races pretty down over the past couple years. All this time we've been wondering when would it happen? You don't run second eight times by luck. When he made that mistake in one, I was too far back to capitalize. Chase Elliott is driving the race of his life. Get that second flag, son. So thrilled, so emotional, so much relief. I'm out again. The seven-time champion. He's going to give him a push. That's a pretty cool victory lap right there. Chase Elliott broke through last year at Watkins Glen. What will happen this time around? It starts tomorrow with NASCAR America live from the Glen at 5 Eastern. Oh, I'm going to be there for that. Plus, the Xfinity Series will have two practice sessions on the NBC Sports app. It's like I yes. just remembered that, right? Wow, Parker, yeah. you're going to be doing something cool during those practices. Yeah, this is the fan practices, so they can tweet at us using NASCAR fan practice or hashtag NASCAR fan practice. Myself and Dave Burns will be answering them throughout the two practices on the app, so please reach out to us. Give us something to talk about. All right, let's relive right now our top five unexpected moments from Watkins Glen, starting with number five. This was the Xfinity Series in 2016, and... Oh! Derek Cope's tire explodes, <laughs> causing this eruption. I remember when this happened, we were all trying to figure out what just happened, and that, that was just a wild. crazy moment that no one will ever forget. 
poor Derek Cope's car there. That is crazy. Number four, a late race crash brought out the red flag in the 2007 Cup race. So, yeah, this this fan was like, hey, Matt, you're just sitting here. You're not doing anything. Right. Why don't you sign my shirt that I was just wearing and it's all sweaty? Matt said, hey, <laughs> said no. still kind of busy. This guy, catch you later. this guy said, you're going to walk into Glen Track Jail now. Oh, there's a story to tell. <laughs> Number three, the 2000 Xfinity race. Oh, this is going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Here. Oh. Jimmy Johnson, before he, far before he was seven-time, finds a way to survive one of the craziest wrecks I've ever seen. I and I think every time you see this, you just never you, believe you just, you that he pops out because you know like it's going to happen. And, yeah, he raises his fist in the air. Maybe it's where he should have been. Oh. His, his nickname Superman should have started. Number two, midway through the 2014 Cup race. You remember this one well, AJ. Yeah, just a bit. Ryan Newman gets crashed coming off the carousel and then bounces into Michael McDowell. A huge hit. It took out the wall there. We sat under red for, I think it was almost two hours or so. How long was the race total? I think year? I think the race was like five and a half to six hours because we did have another red flag later in the race. But you know what? That year, it was worth waiting for. Why is that? Who won that race, AJ? I might have. Yeah. Ah. And at number one, this wreck ended the oh. 2011 Cup race under yellow. This one hurts, too. This is just insane. Boris said, I believe that was in the 51, yeah. sends David Reagan into the wall. He reverberates out into the field. And then, obviously, David Rubin goes for a crazy ride there. Yeah. AJ, you said earlier that double zero yeah. had some hard hits. The, old, the old Aaron's lucky dog. <laughs> He was not so lucky on no. some of them wrecks, but still oh. still smiling from the hood. Yeah, he is. And then David had to take a David ride. David was not smiling. Yeah. No. No. Oh, just to goodness. catch his breath and no. to say, what just happened? But it does show you, you just never know what to expect at Watkins Glen. We are down to five races left. That's hard to believe before the playoffs. So let's look at the five drivers to watch this weekend. And for different reasons, let's start with Ryan Blaney in that number 12. Yeah, we look at Ryan Blaney here. Look at the stats. You know what? I'm going to talk about the stats before that. There <laughs> we go. There we so go. Sensitive. So we, we look at three starts there. He's got one top five, one top ten. But what I look at is over his last couple of races, he finished 12th there last year. But at the Roval, he went out there and won that. little help from Jimmy and Martin Turex in the last corner, but you still got to be there. He won that race and then went to Sonoma this year, finished third. So he's definitely got the road course speed, the experience of knowing how to win there. Also, he's going to be running the Xfinity race. I'm going to try to have something to say about that. But Brad and Joey, Brad and Joey usually run that race. One of those guys in the 12 car, they thought Blaney needed a little bit more help around Watkins Glen. I don't know about that, but he's uh, he's pretty fast, so he he's going to be one to watch. He's he's definitely, and they could really use a win. All right, let's go to William Byron here. Just did it for me. That's really nice. So only one start at Watkins Glen. Finished eighth. That's a good run. But the way I look at this car is what they've been doing basically the past six races. They're averaging 33.2 right. points a race. And we say that because Chad Knauss and William Byron showed this strategy of trying to get more points in a race at Sonoma, was able to win a stage and got a huge amount of points and probably had speed to contend for the win there had they not gone for that point strategy. So now we're where they are in the playoffs in a far better position in the playoff leaderboard. I think this team could look at Watkins Glen as being a place that maybe just like his teammate Chase Elliott last year, go and get that first win in the Cup Series. He's shown the promise on road courses. I think this is a place, you know, that this could happen. So we'll see. Got to keep an eye on him. Yeah, they have momentum for sure. Yeah, for sure. Next guy is, and, and what he's really shown is, is looking at Eric Jones. Oh, he has and, momentum, too. And he does have momentum. Yes. He's got a third, third, second in the last three races. But looking at the road courses, Watkins Glen, he's been really good at over the last couple of years. He's qualified inside the top ten at both races. In 2017, he finished fifth. 
last year, the way the race played out, fuel saving, he finished 10th, but he had a lot more speed that weekend. So we know the Joe Gibbs Racing's cars are going to be faster. Eric Jones is really taking to Watkins Glen. So I think this may be a place that he can go out and possibly get his second career win. And more importantly, lock himself into the playoffs. Okay, so you guys have talked about three drivers who are kind of on this upswing, reasons to watch. This could be their weekend. Where do you put Kyle Larson in that? Lead yeah. away from me. Yeah, Kyle Larson. Now, this he's interesting for, for so many reasons because he can qualify a race car at a road course. We've seen it at Watkins Glen and Sonoma. He knows how to go out there and put a lap down. The, the finishes have just been kind of crazy. I, I got it here. He's got a fourth his first year there. Kind of came out of nowhere because he qualified 23rd. Then he came back the next year. He finished 12th, an okay finish. 2016, he was uh, he was having a, a pretty good run. Parker, you interviewed me after that race. Oh, I might have helped him Ooh. on the last corner. Yep, and uh, my bad. Then he yep. won the next week, so I'll welcome. But uh, <laughs> but then he finished 23rd in 2017. Then he finished sixth last year. So Watkins Glen is just kind of hit or miss. But you look at his qualifiers. Take out the first year: sixth, second, second, fifth. So those cars have speed. I think Kyle Larson, if they can put the whole race together. He can be up there contending to win the race. I agree with all that was said there, but you know what he cares and loves so much is dirt racing. And you know what he did last night? What did he do? He was in an epic dirt race in USAC Midgets here, going in this epic duel. This was just so awesome to watch. Zeb Weiser, he's racing against. These two traded the lead back and forth. And I believe on the final lap here, he makes the last-ditch effort. I think we – yeah, there it is. Yeah. Now they get together. Zeb Y is able to get it. Wow. That was just such a cool finish. So, you know what? He's going in there yeah. with this cool finish. And I think it was his birthday. I so. love Kyle Larson driving, just watching him drive. I really love watching Kyle Larson drive on dirt. It's he's just awesome. amazing. Yeah, he's really All right, let's All go right. back to the NASCAR race, and you've we got get, oh, a 41 of Suarez. Yeah, is that, that okay? that worked. That was kind of weird. <laughs> Nailed that crazy. <laughs> All right, so for Daniel Suarez, everything you said about hit or miss, basically – with Kyle Larson at Watkins Glen is the opposite for him. He has done really good there. Third place finish in 2017, a fourth place finish last year. But the thing for this team is what's been going on points-wise. They've been hit or miss in the last couple of races. They've fallen out of the playoffs. They're in a precarious position with five races to go. There's a lot of pressure on him to find a way into the playoffs in this 41 car for Stuart Haas Racing. So I believe this is a very important weekend for Daniel Suarez and this 41 team. They need a good run. They need a lot of points. They need sta- great stage finishes. They need to come out this weekend feeling like they've done something points-wise and taken a bite out of that points gap right now, being 31 out. And that's the crazy thing, Parker, is do they race for stage points? Because the way we've seen road course racing happen, everybody pits before the end of the stage to get track position. Do they just say, we need the points, or are they already win or nothing mode? Exactly. That's the question. I think yeah. 31 out, though, it's it's very uh, close to five races ago. I agree. So I think they could go either way. We'll just have to watch and see. Okay, we promised you five, all five sort of in that bubble talk. Let's give you a bonus driver who maybe isn't worried about points. This is easy. Yeah? Yeah, I got this one. Matt Benedetto, 95 car. I think after his finish at Sonoma, getting his first ever top five, you got to watch Matt in that 95 car. He's had some interesting comments in the media as of late about why he should stay in that 95 car for next year. I do agree with him that he is doing great things in that 95 car. These stats, and, they mean yeah, nothing. Throw those out. No throw those stats. Out. Yeah. Don't worry they, about those stats. Cut this, cut this off the screen. <laughs> My boy Guido is going to go out there and make it happen. And I agree. You know, we were talking about it. He finished fourth at Sonoma. We talked a little bit this week about some stuff at Watkins Glen. We know going back 
to what I just said about a couple minutes ago. Joe Gibbs Racing Cars are fast. They're an alliance there. Mike Wheeler used to be there, so yep. he's going to have a lot of great notes. And he can go out there and wheel a race car. And everything that he says in the media, I made sure to tell him, don't back down because it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. You're not throwing anybody under the bus. You're having confidence in yourself saying, nobody in my race car is going to be better than me. And there's a reason for that because it's true. I like that confidence. And if he has another run like he had at Sonoma, will he give you another shout out and say he, he owes it all to you? No, because he did it on his own. Okay. You know, I, can, I can only hurt it. So <laughs> If I have that run, I'm going to say it because AJ's been helping me in the yeah. simulator a little bit. So. You've been trying. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. It, uh, all right. Thanks, guys. So we gave you some drivers to watch. Now, if the regular season is winding down, that means our 50 states must be too. When we come back, we will tell you why youth has gone wild. Skid Row. Welcome back. The Sturgis Motorcycle Rally fires up this week in South Dakota, and American Flat Track is part of the action with races in Sturgis and Rapid City. Catch the racing August 10th here on NBCSN. Oh. I know, we gotta kinda Whoa. stay with that there. Yeah. Ooh, oh there's gosh. a reason to watch. The Buffalo Chip and Sturgis. The Buffalo Chip, they race around a bar. I love it. Wait. They race around a bar. Oh, I thought put it was just that, a chip. Like put a, that with Black Hill Speedway sauce. in Rapid City. They're hosting AFT this week. Both tracks about a two hour drive from today's stop on our 50 states in 50 days tour. We're heading to Wyoming in the 3 8 mile Gillette Thunder Speedway. Now, GTS first hosted racing in 1970, but it's actually on its second location. After losing the lease at the original spot, a new track was built from scratch in 2004. But if you want to win here, you have to beat Eddie Kirchhoff. Eddie runs in the IMCA Modified class and recently earned his 100th feature win. The track's biggest race is the East-West Clash. This three-day event draws between 130 and 160 cars with a purse of more than $60,000. And a unique aspect of the track, it's run by a nonprofit raising more than a quarter million dollars for charities over the last wow. 15 years. That is awesome. Incredible. Now, Gillette Thunder Speedway has had a great summer of grassroots racing. On July 13th, Kyle Harkin won the IMCA mod Midwest Modified feature there. And last Saturday, 17-year-old Gio Selzy, he's in the all-black suit. He became the youngest 410 sprint winner at the famous Knoxville Raceway in Iowa. Knoxville Nationals are coming up soon. Congratulations, Gio. And from Cherokee Speedway in Gaffney, South Carolina, nicknamed the place your mama warned you about. <laughs> Willie Milliken won last weekend's late model feature and pocketed a cool two grand. I feel like you have something I've crashed a dirt car at Cherokee Speedway, so. <laughs> Did your, yeah, that tagline seems like Kyle Petty came yeah, up with it. I'm the pretty sure. The place your mama warned you about. Now that's a my track, my roots with some miles. Time to take a look at some of the cool things NASCAR drivers are doing this week. We're going to start with Bubba Wallace. Take a look at what uh, Bubba was up to. Now, last year, Bubba and everyone else raced the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway, right? Mm. For the first time, Bubba was one of several to crash on the backstretch chicane. It was kind of like we Bubba remember that, the right? Roval, I think, for a couple weeks from testing to well, practice. Well, here's what he's doing now. On Tuesday, Bubba traded in his helmet for a hard hat. He got a head start preparing the Roval's new chicane for this fall's race. The new chicane will be wider, have additional runoff areas. It will also have a wider radius, giving drivers more passing opportunities. Probably therapeutic yeah, in some respects. I right? bet. On Wednesday, Chase Elliott joined members of the Tennessee Army and Air National Guard to help promote this month's night race at Bristol Motor Speedway, along with honoring Sergeant First Class Daniel Cole as part of Bristol's Neighborhood Heroes program. Elliott got an incredible view of the city of Nashville, riding 
from a Black Hawk helicopter. Our own Dustin Long joined Chase for the experience. Look, I think Dustin took that shot, right? That's, I, it's impressive. Keep an eye on NBCSports.com for his story. And how about another one? Corey LaJoy, he's going to be racing for a cause this weekend at Watkins Glen. Corey is giving up one month's salary from Go Fast Racing to promote Samaritan's Feet. It's a charity that provides shoes to individuals and children in need. Between now and Sunday, anyone who makes a donation to the charity through Corey's Hope Givers page online will have their names personally written on the number 32 car by Corey himself. And you know what's one name he's going to have to write on there? What? Parker Kligerman. Did you make a donation? I did Very after good. he he, uh, he may have had some high-pressure sales tactics here telling okay, me he was going to. Okay, so this is, this is what he wrote to you? Yeah, if you don't donate to put your name on my car, I'm going to dump you into turn one on the Ooh. first lap. Wow. So, wow. I, so it, was, it was a bit high-pressure, but I did tell him I can't wait to pass myself on the racetrack after I donated. So You know what would be better <laughs> is if he put it, like, right on the door, and as you passed it, you just doored Door, it. Right against mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yep. I think he to said, make your own mark. I think he said back bumper. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to check it out when I get there on Saturday and All see, right, hey, man, where where's at? my name at? <laughs> here. But others should join, too. Join me on that yeah, car. It's a really cool, cool uh, thing that he's doing. So, very, very cool effort. That's awesome. All right, coming up, it's going to be AJ's turn in the simulator as he takes on the road course at Watkins Glen, a place where he has fond memories of Victory Lane. That's when the Motorsports Hour continues. Settle it here this afternoon. There you go, buddy. There you go. Ambrose drifts high. They're about four. Make your mark here. You're way better than you. Make your mark. Ambrose to the inside. They make contact. They're still there. Crowd through the S's, standing and roaring. And AJ Allmendinger, he'll score his first career win. Bring it to me, baby. Bring it to me. Oh, no! I love you guys. Thank you. We just can't see it enough. That was 2014, A.J. Allmendinger's win at Watkins Glen. So who better to jump into the simulator and take us for a few laps around there? Hey, A.J. Well, I'm not sure about that. We're going to find out here. We, uh, we're we lining up here at Watkins Glen, the old pavement. Yeah, we should point yeah, out. This, been is, so this nice is what I want on right here. Yeah, that we've gone back to the old pavement. The layout didn't really change, but the track changed yeah. in terms of just the curbing and that sort of thing. So, Parker, we're starting ninth here. Nice. Coming to the green. As you can see, you can't stand anything. Gonna go green here? Yep. You know what I always like to do on the initial start is make a point to try to make it three wide right away. This guy's like, gonna block. Me. I like that. Oh, we're That's gonna get in there. Oh, 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 the rear. We're on the curb. We're oh, on the curb. Oh, we're wrecking. And we're, and we're wrecking. All right, so that that's you want to do that the initial start? No, I'm not going to try to do that. So you won here, is what I'm learning. <laughs> Why don't you give us a reset? Well, what happened was... <laughs> that's wheel hop. Yeah, that's wheel hop. It got in there. Um, you locked the rear. Yeah. Hopped inside. That's why now, it's Now scary. I'm broke. Now it's broke. It won't... It, it, there's nothing <laughs> happening now. I think you now. literally broke the iRacing sim. You holding the right button? Yeah, I'm holding yeah. the right button. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, your wheel went off. Oh, man, see? Oh, I, I, I crashed so hard, my wheel went off. <laughs> we got a replay going of your wreck. There we go. All right, we're getting the wheel back. This is, right, this is what we well, needed. See? This is this is what we had to have. This is back. what happens, people. So even former <laughs> winners at a racetrack, apparently, My can't bad. make it off through lap one. Call it so. racing. I'm going to try to be better this weekend. I'm sorry. The simulator is... Um, <laughs> is working similar to the touch screen. 
All right, those are, by the way, those are uh, live drivers all across the country who are continuing to race on their simulators because they're still going. They didn't wreck on lap one. Up next, fantasy cheat sheet, including an interesting driver to keep out of your lineup this weekend. And don't forget to get your vote in. Which track are you most excited for? Go to NBCSports.com slash NASCAR vote. Final results are next. Here's your schedule for this weekend, racing from Watkins Glen. Of course, we'll also have the IMSA race on Sunday to close out our weekend's coverage. We've been bringing you a fun poll today. Which is your favorite track? Let's go ahead and give you our picks for our poll final results. Wow. Are you surprised? Wow. Road America. Still? Road, is that final? No, it's Did we out. lock it in? There it is, locked yeah. in. Right. Road well, America wins. That's impressive. We, I mean, they're all three solid picks. All th- I mean, but I'm just surprised. It's IMSA's it. I mean, that's amazing. So, you know, you know what? The fans have spoken. They're know, most looking forward to it. You know that. what else surprises me? That I could apparently be a sim racer. I think you could be after this. I feel like I could do hey. it better than what AJ uh, did a few moments ago. But the sim has been reset. Let's see if AJ can get through lap one at Watkins Glen. We, oh, we're, there it is. we're halfway in in the lap one here. Here's the problem, guys. Don't wheel hop. Oh, I'm wheel hopping again. Guys, oh, I'm crashing. No, this is not good. Guys, the problem is I'm just trying to get my, my new sponsor on. I'm trying to get my uh, sponsor on TV for the weekend, Death Wish Coffee. I've had a lot of it so far. Apparently, So yes. You're hyped up. So I'm ready to go. Uh, we're, we're down the back straightaway here. This is not my best effort. I can only improve for the weekend. We go into the left-hander here. I'm in deep. You got to yep. get the thing turned. Car's a little loose, probably a little damaged. Oh, this oh. guy's wrecking. Oh, no. Last oh, corner no. here. Oh, my goodness. Critical to get on the front straightaway here. I accidentally wrecked Kyle Larson over there. My bad. Yep. So, uh, you go down the front straightaway. Hard brake zone into turn one. Easy to wheel hop, as you saw from my first take. And this take. Go- hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm wow. terrible. I'm terrible. I'm done. But you said. So- I'm done. <laughs> But you said your goal was to set the bar low so that you could only go up this weekend. College racing, race. death wish coffee. I will be better tomorrow. I'm sorry. This is AJ. The- how many how many cups of coffee have you had? I've had five. This is easily the worst sim we've ever had on NASCAR America, and you won there. And he, yeah. What do you have to say for a- yourself? We saw we saw last week the best sim drivers in the world. This yep. week. We saw the worst. We saw the worst. Yep. And again, well the other cars uh, in the sim are at Watkins Glen being driven by racers across the country. They're still going. They're yes. still continuing, yes. hopefully. Uh, if Six you need races. help setting your roster for Watkins Glen, Roto World's Dan Beaver has his fantasy cheat sheet ready. His value pick, Eric Jones, has earned four top tens in his last five road course races. Seems good. Daniel I Suarez, his garage pick, he's finished top five in both of his cup starts at the Glen. How about this? This is an interesting choice for the red flag this week, Brad Kozlowski. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is he's been a part of some great finishes there and had some good finishes, but, you know, it's just sort of hit or miss, and he's Sonoma has not been great to him. So okay. uh, I think he's sort of a hit or miss in terms of the road courses, especially Watkins Glen. Okay, your picks. I don't even know who we're going to first. AJ's still sitting in the well, sim. Um, yeah, I would go with mine. I wouldn't put me on the team out. even if I was there. So uh, <laughs> I got Martin Truex because obviously he's really good there. Kyle Busch. And we got 
Chase Elliott that won last year. So I went really out on a limb with my yep. top three. Yep. But we just talked about both of these guys. Daniel Suarez, Matt D. Benedetto. They're going to have strong runs. Suarez needs the points. Matty D. may just shock the world. That's an interesting set because I have a very similar set. I got Martin Drex Jr., Matt DiBenedetto, Eric Jones for the reasons Dan Beaver said, Chase Elliott, same reason because he won. Uh, that's myself You're, there. It You're, is. I'm You're, missing a number. 96 no, missing. They didn't even put a number on you. Yeah, They're I know. like, hey, okay, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to put this guy's photo here or something. Uh, and then I actually didn't listen to Dan Beaver and have Brad because I was in my garage. But that's not useful to me because I'll be racing, so no right. way of changing it. I need your race winners. Who's your pick to win the race? So I we talked about him earlier, and I kind of went out on a limb. I said William Byron to Ooh. win this weekend. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a it's fun time. thing. He's, he's it's, time. it's time. I felt like he and Chad can really clicking the 24 team why not why couldn't they go and win this weekend so you chose a guy that's not even on your team to win yes yeah that makes not sense smart. yeah really nope, good not smart yeah i'm going with truex because he's <laughs> been so good there the last few years i'm gonna take a maddie d close second Ooh, oh all right interesting. i want to before we say goodbye i want to know these road course races have sort of become the short track in terms of tempers aggressiveness i mean we just saw aj get very aggressive <laughs> It, it that was, that was something. I don't know if it's aggressive. So or what, what, aggressive. what is it about road course racing that has sort of elevated it to the to the standard or the level that it that it is now? You know, I think that what's happened that we've seen over recent years is that it's just become a place where sometimes aero hasn't mattered as much. We're able to kind of see drivers make a bigger difference in the cars. We're seeing the teams learn about the strategies more, so they're finding ways to manipulate the strategy. Stage racing has helped that in terms of sort of jumbling up the field. So I think all those things combined, you're seeing some more dynamic races than we've seen. In in the past at road courses and you know the fans really respond to it. as we said you know this week our Watkins Glen has been a sellout the last couple of years I think they're very close or at a sellout for this one you know we've seen the fan support for the racing and stock cars on road courses is just cool because yeah. stock cars don't want to be on a road course they don't want to do anything you're asking them to do you're asking them to stop in short distances to turn to change directions they don't want to do any of that so uh, I think it's just that's why it's been so fun you add in that this week we have the very high downforce, which we didn't have last yeah. year, plus the 750 horsepower. So I believe we will see some very fast speeds. We also this have uh, NASCAR fan practice. Hash- yes. What is it? Hashtag-, hashtag NASCAR fan practice. Has- yeah. hashtag gonna, NASCAR hey guys, I'm going to keep practicing because yeah, no, this you're, is awful. You're I'm out. terrible. All right, that's our time tonight. You can hang out with all three of us tomorrow from Watkins Glen. AJ and Parker will be in their race cars. I'll see you at 5 p.m. for NASCAR America. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.